podcast that flips the health and wellness industry upside down so you can be your healthiest inside and out. I'm Dr. Neil Smoller, holistic pharmacist, supplement strategist, and I'm here with Mark DeSico, founder of RTD Fitness. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Neil. We're back in action here. Gotten a lot of feedback from the internet about our first episodes. We're going to have to address that here, Neil. What do you want to address? What do you I, want to say first I, well, and foremost? Just to say, uh, you know, A, we really appreciate everybody giving us the feedback, good, bad, or otherwise. We appreciate it. <laughs> we are getting a lot, a lot of traction off the calories discussion. Folks are a little bit concerned about our math and a little bit concerned about how we approach the calorie topic. We're going to stay on it though, folks. We're yeah. not backing off. Um, so yeah, I'm not backing off. Yeah. And that's, I said to Mark, I'm like, I'm doubling down now. We're going to triple down <laughs> on this thing. We're going to get worse. If not, <laughs> like if you thought it was bad already, it's, yeah. it's folks, it's going to get worse. It's really funny because literally the feedback that I got back was exactly what we were criticizing. Yeah. The idea that people are, are so filled with misinformation or the idea that, what they're saying is correct. It's just highly individualized. And that's what we're trying to say. We're, 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 idea. We are trying to tell you that this is a very complex conversation. Th there are general rules that apply to all of us about health and nutrition. And then once you've done those things, checked off those boxes, then you get into the deeper level and you can start to individualize it for yourself. What's tough for us, Neil, is there's no short answers, and you right. and I are extremely long-winded. So <laughs> so what we've learned throughout this process is we're going to use a, a lot of words to help kind of understand some of this stuff in ways that you might have heard it already. This, some of this is just us repackaging information that has been given to us, helpful information that we have to share with you. And it's it it's use what you want here. If this doesn't work for you, if you want to intermittent fast for 70 days in a row, do what you want. We're, right. not, we're not here to say we have the corner on the market. We're using general ideas here that we know can be successful for anyone. So some of this is going to have to be about that consultation. We've talked about that with the one, two, three, you know, vitality stuff. Have your consultation with Neil. Get an idea of where you're at first. Don't right. start running the marathon. Let's start practicing the skills to get ready. And and the I think where people fail, and we've talked about this, is they want to do everything right away all off the rip. And if you oh, do yeah. that, you're not going to feel the success. You're not going to have those little gains, those little wins that keep you going. And so we really are here to encourage you. I, and I, again, <laughs> I've said this about the other, like we do the affirmation, which we haven't done yet, mm -hmm. but we're not yelling at you. We're yelling with you. We're yelling yeah. about the information that's been given to you that hasn't helped you. And what we want to do is give you that sense of relief that this is not as overwhelming as you think it is. It's not as scary as you think it is. And we're going to help guide you through. Understandably, people are confused. There's yeah. lots of information. We're going to try to be some sort of solid source for you. Today, we're going to touch on a lot of the topics that we're, you know, getting feedback about. Today's episode is the myths of stretching. So this is a Sight. physical fitness episode. If you look at my model for true holistic care, the wellness pyramid on the bottom are all the healthy choices that we can make divided up into what I call the lifestyle domains, nutrition, sleep, physical fitness, mental well-being, and our environment, which is called the exosome. So today is a physical fitness conversation. Visit wellnessupsidedown.com for all things podcast related. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast app or even over on YouTube. 
not e or and yeah, and include yeah include like, the youtube do you do definitely both. We're, we're filming our faces for this reason there's <laughs> yeah. no reason to have video if you're not going to watch us we got downlight yeah we got, got the good lighting framed. I'm, I'm in the corner now nobody puts marky in a corner here i am in a corner <laughs> give us a five-star review as often as you can each and every episode it helps us get seen and heard so here's our affirmation let's loop people into us because you know it might seem like we're attacking folks we are not uh why are we here why are we trying to do what we're doing we want you to live your healthiest life we are fans of supplements and wellness practices done right we just don't want you to get lost in the chaos that the health and wellness industries intentionally create we don't want you to waste your time your money or your energy chasing these false promises from the billion dollar industries we're here to help you on a new path and as a warning we rant and <laughs> we talk and we, we complain we're not picking on you because you tried something we're beating up on the system the misinformation and the hype that gets folks with good intentions like you to those places and so we're raging against the machine of misinformation and not you so again today's episode is the myths of stretching we are going to talk about why we're going to talk about three myths, and I even got an amino acid patient Ooh. that we're going to talk about and kind of nail this one, because that is always a fun topic. So first thing, can we do a shout out to a Socrates folk? We love a good shout out, Socrates. <laughs> That's been a standard uh, bit here on the on the podcast. We've been shouting out Socrates as part of Wellness Upside Down. Who do we have today, Neil? So Steve Ferris. Ah, that handsome, gorgeous he, man. He is so... So the one thing that people should understand about Steve Ferris, if you understand nothing else... Mm -hmm. He is so good looking. He's just the prettiest guy to ever come out right. of Socrates. Yeah. I mean, prettier so, than Mike Spears. <laughs> just the prettiest guy in the history of Socrates. So Mark and I, I would say we're handsome. We're good looking guys. Steve Ferris is pretty. He's pretty. He's just, he's the prettiest man I think I've ever seen. And, and Period. And it's it's gross because you work so hard to get your hair right. Yeah. And, and he was just like, well, I'm so pretty. I don't even need hair. Yeah. And so yeah. why are we talking about him? Because he, it, when we talk physical fitness, and we're, we joke because we love Steve, he uh, has really, you know, done an incredible thing in the Hudson Valley. He's he's uh, running his own, you know, studio. He has the social aspect of this, which we talk yeah. about as part of RTD Fitness, this idea that I need a community to kind of keep me on track. And so he's really got that going. And and for him to endorse the stuff we're saying means a lot to us, not just because we're Socrates boys, but because he gets what we're trying to do here, which is take and put words to the frustration that folks have with working out, with physical fitness, the, the, the myths, the scary pieces. We're breaking that down here today. We're going to start with some very entry-level discussions about stretching, which is a huge area of, of confusion and anger. Folks get worked up about stretching. And <laughs> even people who are in incredible shape will come up to me and be like, I don't need to stretch, Mark. What are you talking about with this? All right, man, calm down. Everything's okay. <laughs> all um, right. But this, but that's why we want to break down the myths because I think folks get themselves all, they tell themselves stories about all this stuff, about nutrition, about physical fitness. We're breaking through those stories and we're getting to the truth. So we're going to make a big deal about stretching today because it's important, right? Yeah. We want to make important things important. Yeah. So Mark, Give us the not Mark and Neil lengthy version, but right. why is stretching important? Do you want to live a longer life with a range of motion that helps you do tasks? Okay. 
if you want, if you want to do that, if you want your body to work at its optimal level, and I don't mean marathon running, I mean right. just squatting down to get the trash bags out and replace the <laughs> trash bags for your trash can. This is what I'm talking. This is yeah. basic stuff. And so activities of daily living, ADLs, right? So you want to get in and out of your car in an easier way. You want to stand up from a squat. You want to get down to a squat. If you want to get down on the floor and play with your grandkids someday, that's what this is. Or right now, right? You might be a grandparent right now and saying to yourself, my range of motion is slipped. The one thing that I hear a lot from folks is I'm not as flexible as I'd like to be. I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm just not as flexible as like now they might do yoga right yeah. they might do it's other a weird thing of, for a dentist to tell you but it's yes bizarre I and, and honestly when I go to my get my teeth cleaned the <laughs> lady's like oh your face looks very different from the one we have here on file right I lost 225 <laughs> so we have that discussion like every time someone sees my old old face and then this face they're yeah. like what happened and I gotta right. explain what happened I always explain the body weight piece because I think people think I did something magical I did this thing that mm-hmm. that is unattainable inaccessible to them. And that's where we really want to stress how available stretching is as a routine for literally all Everything. of you. Everyone. So stretching is important Huge. if you're active. It improves your workouts. It makes your workout more efficient. Mm-hmm. It warms you up so you don't get injured. And it, and it doesn't prevent injury. So we're going right. to talk about this idea that there's no way to prevent an injury. You get hit by a bus, you're going to get injured, right? That's true. So, so you fall down, you're going to get injured. But if you're working on your range of motion in a way that that helps build those pathways. And we're going to talk about sort of the 70,000 miles of all of the varying pieces of your body that run through all of the veins and the, and the capillaries and, and all of the fascia and the muscles, all those pieces. There's so many pieces of your body that are working in tangent all day long that if you don't pay attention to them, your body is going to take care of itself and what your body is going to do is it's going to find a way to adjust and it's going to maladjust Mm -hmm. if you let it it will adjust to whatever you're doing whatever you're putting in your body however you're moving your body your body will adjust so if you're active if you have an injury Mm -hmm. as you're saying so it it helps you uh, sort of like prevent prepare 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 for injury Mm -hmm. but then also if you get injured it helps you compensate for that injury yep. much better. And then, as Mark was saying for everybody else, it's going to just make you stronger, more balanced, improve your range of motion. And then it helps you physically engage with the world better, those activities of daily living. And you don't have to be a premier athlete. You don't have to be in incredible shape. You don't have to be flexible. I Man, started at you are totally getting to my first myth, Mark. You're like reading my mind. Re- I can see over top of this and see what you're saying. But this is what we're trying to get to, which is if you are someone who has never made any effort at your physical fitness, you're an adult and you're saying, I don't have any idea where to even start. What I want to suggest is this is the entry level position. If you want to get a part of the company, this is how we get you on board. This is the mailroom. Stretching, yes. Mm -hmm. Got it. So, you know, the idea here um, in Wellness Upside Down is that we flip the health and wellness industry upside down. So what are we doing? Mark and I go to the internets and we start Googling and we look at who's talking about this. Who are the people that are spreading the information? What are the blog articles saying? What are the, you know, the social media trends around these things? And then we go, oh, okay. So they're kind of misleading people. And these are the things that they're misleading them by. So these are where the myths come from. So the first and, and most important one mark just gave it away before the ah, reveal sorry. he's that's all right we we uh, pulled the box up, we and now we say that the first myth is that stretching 
is only for people who work out. That's the, the, it's the, it's the big myth. It's the one that everybody believes It's like, I don't have to stretch because I don't work out. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to stretch because I am working out. Right. So that's the other, that's the, that's the, that's the other side of that. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's those two pieces, which is I work out so much. Why would stretching be important? Or I don't work out at all. So I'm not going to stretch. Both of those are myths. Stretching is available for all of us. And when you stretch, what you're doing is you're working that flexion versus extension that we talked about. So this idea that we have two ranges of motion for every muscle group in our body. There's the shortening of the muscle, which is the flexion. And then there's the lengthening of the muscle, which is the extension. We spend a lot of time flexing Mm -hmm. and not enough time extending that full range of motion is where the magic is. It is where your body gets the maximum benefit. So whether you're an elite athlete or a dude who just sits on the couch watching football, you will benefit even while you're sitting on that couch. If you lean forward and get a little hip flexion going, you're getting a good stretch. Now, is that enough? No. But any stretching that you do is going to be better than zero stretching, which is what almost everyone listening is doing. Not enough stretching. So in its essence, stretching, all we're asking is to go into a position that you don't normally go into, yeah. right? So if you stand up all the time, you might want to bend over, <laughs> right? And that's, and that's, and that's, it sounds too simple. Like yeah. it's like, well, why would I just bend over for a short period of time? Time under passive tension is how we train our muscles to have that full range of motion. So if you take the time to keep your body loose and then stretch those areas, you're going to see the maximum benefit. And so we're not gonna, I'm not gonna start falling into positions here and we're gonna save all this good stuff for the off the record. Mm. But generally speaking, this is the trick to not just flexibility, but you're gonna build strength and you're gonna also build out a body that you can use, which is what we're really here to do. This idea that your body can do the things you want it to do as you get older. And that's really the selling point of stretching. So I just want to encourage everyone, especially patients that are older. Uh, I tell every single one of my patients that are 50 and over I, and who say to me, I want to be my healthiest, you need to stretch. Stretching is the first thing that you need to do. Before we talk about nutrition or as we're talking about basics of nutrition and other important uh, lifestyle domain conversations, stretching, not exercising, but stretching is the most important thing you can do. Make those leg muscles strong, make your, your, your gait solid, improve your flexibility, improve your range of motion. These are the most important things. And everyone talks about their hip mobility everybody talks about wanting to be able to to move their hips right and so there's about two dozen muscles involved in hip mobility we work about four or five of them on a regular basis right. the rest of them kind of just hang out and wait to get called upon they're, right. they're not jumping at the bit here they're not chomping at the bit to get used they're going to your body's going to let your quads or your hamstrings do the work because they're giant muscle groups and they're happy to do it they're workhorses of your body yeah. and they're glad to do all the work What we lose with that is all those other little muscles, Mm -hmm. those lower gluteal muscles, those those inner thigh, outer thigh muscles, Mm -hmm. those adductors and abductors, Mm -hmm. those muscles are rarely used. And so if you don't force your body, if you don't take a, a direct approach towards those muscle groups, they're not going to get used. And so when you don't use it, you lose it. 
So I want to take a moment actually, because this, this ties in a lot to the nutrition conversations that we're going to be having. It's a little, a little sub myth because Mark is talking about a lot of moving parts here. And a lot of people might not engage with stretching because they think it's more complicated than it actually is. Yep. But the point here being that stretching is for everyone even if you're not working out, right? Yep. And everybody can stretch. And even though we're, we're using lots of terminology here, uh, you know, to kind of paint that picture, mm -hmm. it's really a lot simpler than, than what, you know, what the verbiage and vocabulary makes it seem. Yeah, I'm using big words here, folks. He I, just wants to impress it's me. It's science of stretching. And so there's science behind this. I know there's a bunch of nerds listening to this, a bunch of, you know, Neil's pharmacist pals, and, and you're going to listen to this and you're going to have thoughts about the science of this. But take a look, Google it, and, and have a look at... How do you actually get into these positions? You can do these stretches yeah. from your bed. You can do these stretches from a chair. You can do these stretches anywhere. This is, I yeah, like this Dr. sounds Seuss. like Dr. Seuss, it's right? A little bit. I, I was getting there, but 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 you legitimately can. And so this isn't this isn't about I have to be the most flexible version of myself. That's yeah. not what we're actually aiming for here. It's can I lean a little more forward today in my chair? Can, can I get a little bit lower in a squat than I could yesterday? Can or I reach up and touch my hair? Can I, can I do anything a little bit easier? Can I get that range of motion that I've been trying to get to a little bit easier? And that, that consistent approach, that couple minutes here and a couple minutes there, this is not a seven-hour workout. This is not, if you take 15 minutes and do some stretching, you are going to see benefit. So I want to re reiterate an important point as we wrap up this conversation around why and the first myth. The bottom of my wellness pyramid, the model for holistic care, has five lifestyle domains. They're all the same size. They're all in the same place. They're all the same size. Physical fitness, aka stretching, is as important as good nutrition in my eyes. It's important as having a good night's sleep. They're all at the bottom. They all need to be done first in order for us to live our healthiest lives, period. Now, the next thing I want to say, which is really interesting before we go into this break here, is that this is actually a special two-part episode. So we've now teased out the idea of how important stretching is, and we're going to talk about the myth so people can, uh, you know, kind of wrap their heads around uh, uh, stretching in a different way, uh, and then hopefully be motivated to, in uh, you know, engage in some sort of stretching program, whether it's official or unofficial. This episode is part one. Part two is off the record. And it's Mark going into detail how to stretch, the science of stretching. And so that's a really great example of why off the record is such a great value for folks because we're going to be talking, you know, about my hair and we're going to be, you know, a little bit more loosey-goosey with the swear words and stuff like that. And we're going to be talking about some things that are related but sort of not. But then we have these in-depth conversations. So Mark's going to lead off with the first one. I'll be doing one, you know, know, in-depth conversations that you can only get from off the record. So it's an important thing to, to kind of uh, look into. And you can go to wellnessupsidedown.com and join the off the record crew. That would be fantastic. So let's take a little break and we'll come back. And we're going to talk about an amino acid patient in my pharmacy. RTD Fitness is a workout community that focuses on accessible bodyweight exercises for all fitness levels. Partnering with other top instructors from around the world, there are daily workouts and archive workouts through Project Mayhem. There's an app for tracking your workouts, nutrition, water intake, and for community support, and so much more. Individual classes can be booked or VIP access, the best deal in fitness, is available for a monthly charge. 
Search RTD Fitness on Facebook or go to the link houseoffortune.ca forward slash fitness.html. All right, Mark. So Steve I, Farris is really attractive. Is that where start, we're, not, we're, we're not starting with that? that but I will say that his mom, I won't compliment Steve. He's too pretty to be complimented. He's got he plenty hear, of. We can't give we, him too much of a not anymore. boost now. But his mother has the best cooking skills on the planet. Uh, there's like five kids in that house. Uh, all I, better I, than Steve. All be- they're mom, way better. Everybody's yeah, better than yeah. Steve. Yeah. Right? And so, but the thing about, I think there was six, and she sacrificed one to the devil to learn wow. to cook cookies dark. to the degree that she does. When I open my first marijuana dispensary, she's going to have like a little uh, pop-up shop in there where she sells these cookies. They're so that good. That probably won't do very well in Woodstock. I, don't, <laughs> I, can't, see, I can't see a market for that, Neil. For a marijuana no, shop in Woodstock. No, that doesn't make any sense. That sells, that sells goodies. That's, that sounds like a, a failing business model, Neil. If, it, you're, if you're helping people with business, this is yeah, like the worst. Yeah, this is a bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah, I mean, the cookies are so good. They just kind of melt your face. Sure, and sure. like And how Steve is not 7 billion pounds. I have well, no he, he's, he, he's big into physical fitness, That's Neil, true. which brings us right back around. That's true. All right. So, all right, let's talk about this. So this is kind of like a scene from The Apothecary, I guess. I won't set it up with any weird, you know, like uh, my, my my lab coat and my abs or anything uh, like that. But just somebody comes in and they they say to me, look at this product. Tell me what, what you think. And in, in, in particular, it was an amino acid supplement. Cool. So we're going to talk a lot about this. This fits into this conversation on, around stretching on a few different levels. From a mentality standpoint, from a holistic care standpoint, and the myth of the power of supplements. And this is important to kind of bring into this stretching conversation. So from a mentality standpoint, you know, people engage with uh, this health and wellness information with this uh, modeling of an elite attitude. Even though I myself am not elite, I need to think, behave, and engage with whatever thing I'm geeking out about as if I am. Otherwise, it's wasted energy. God, it's perfect. It's perfect, right? So if you think about it, this fits with, you know, it fits with these you know, these people that are really into physical fitness, which is, and again, I'm not taking that. I'm glad that people are so enthused about health. That's great. But it's kind of like Instagram, right? If you look, if I say, what should you eat? People will start to like picture something on Instagram where a breakfast has 95 different beautiful things. And it's like on a porch overlooking an ocean. Mm. And like, so if I don't cook a meal that looks like it's Instagrammable, it's not healthy. And so these, these things, cripple us and they, they make it so that we we can't engage with the health and wellness industry as we should and this is so important people see highlight reels on the internet and so if you see me now on instagram in a split on the ground flexing my muscles yeah I, they're I not really muscles th- they are no but i didn't start there so my highlight reel looks awesome yeah but what you don't see is me at 420 pounds falling on the floor sweating on myself dripping mm-hmm. on a giant mat that was thicker than the mat i use now because i couldn't get my knees down in a healthy and helpful way so i had yeah. to have a thicker mat right the the struggle to get to where i am is the piece that we really want to focus on because i didn't start this successfully i started it by falling over i started it by modifying 
every singular move. And I and part of what made it so effective was that I didn't go into it saying, I'm going to nail all these moves. I went into it saying, I'm going to do the very best I can with these positions, knowing full well that at 420 pounds with a giant 56-inch waist, that I'm going to be able to work around that in a way that helps my body. So when I say that you can do it at any size or any ability level, that's not hyperbole. That's not me wishful thinking. I've already done it. So what I'm saying to you is I'd like to offer you that same opportunity to do that and what will stop that from happening is what Neil is saying, which is I want to look like The Rock today. Yeah. So I'm going to do how The Rock does. I don't and can't and won't work out like The Rock does. We bring him up all the time here because he's so out there as a social media influencer and somebody who works out at a ridiculous level. That's not the level that you should be trying to get to. It's not a realistic you don't need to. level. And you don't have to to have success. That progress rather than the perfection is what we're looking for here. Oh, we want wow. small That's progress. That's a good tagline. Progress. progress small rather than progress. perfection. You don't want perfect. Because if you're striving for perfect, you're going to fail. And when you fail, you're going to stop. And so failure on this stuff, especially with stretching and nutrition, is just learning. I told you guys, I lost 100 pounds twice. I've lost 200 pounds now once. I had to fail to get here. I had to fail over the last 20 plus years to get to where I am now. And so that's what we're talking about with this. Don't set yourself up for disaster, set yourself up for success. So on another level, the from the holistic care standpoint, this conversation fits because as I said before the break, there's an interdependence to the components of the wellness pyramid. To be your healthiest, you need physical fitness. And to achieve physical fitness, though, you need proper nutrition, right? So where there's gaps in nutrition, yeah, supplement, that's fine. They're all connected and they're important. But in ignoring important things isn't a hack. It's a shortcut, right? Mm -hmm. So when people use supplements instead of optimizing the nutrition, when people go for medications without trying natural options for sleep, those are hacks. And if we're talking about not engaging with the system because we feel like we're going to waste our time because if we don't do it to that elite level, we're wasting, I will tell you for a fact that shortcuts are those wasted resources. And it's not building the habits out. So when we talked last time, and we've talked about this a bunch, these fly-by-night, these cleanses, these intermittent fasting for 17 years, all of these pieces that are, that are gimmicky, they are not building long-term habits. They are, Neil talks about them as a reset, and I, and I like that thinking yeah. as, as a general rule of thumb. If you're doing something to, to psychologically reset your body, to get back into a different rhythm, that's different. If you're living generally the using these hacks or these shortcuts as your way to live, you're not going to be able to sustain it long term. And, right. and that's what we want to build. We talked about these far end extremes, right? Eating all the time, eating not enough, weighing things out, not weighing. All of it's important if you can get to a middle ground that makes sense and that will actually work for you. Stretching, eating, it's all part of the same thing. Extremes are not going to get you where you want to be. And finally, the myth of the power of supplements this touches on. So I, I know for a fact that some people may be executing that bottom of the wellness pyramid pretty well, right? Or even very well, I would say. But most of us are in the, eh, I've got it, Ben, right? So we're kind of doing it well, but we're missing a few things. I fit into that category, and that's honest, right? And both are fine if you're really killing it or if you're kind of like, eh, you know, I'm almost there. 
the problem is, is that we believe that supplements are magical and they're going to really help us go to that next level. Well, and, and what I love is you have it on that second level for a reason. We've talked right? about this here. If you don't get that base making sense, you start moving that Jenga around, you start grabbing that second level and you start reaching before you're ready, you're going to fall. You're going right. to slip. And you're going to try to take that stuff from that second level and bring it down to the first right. level where it doesn't belong. Right. And you're plugging it in to meet one of those other one of those other elements. And right. so and so now all of the other pieces that you haven't addressed are going to become immediately obvious because the supplement's not going to do what you need it to do, right? Yeah, we're sold that supplements are magical, but it's not the case. The marketing gets stuck in our noggins and it rattles around in there. And the big thing is that we're now spending money needlessly. And what it can do, as Mark just alluded to, we get complacent on those important things because we think the magic supplement is taking us to that next level. So that's where this kind of fits in, and it's important. So the guy comes to me and he says, what do you think of my amino acid? Is this a good one, right? That's the question that I ask. Is this a good amino acid supplement? That's a great one, but there's always a question behind the question, a bigger conversation to have. It's not, is this a good supplement? The question that he's really asking is, is this appropriate? And that's the basis for supplement strategy. If you recall, is this appropriate? So is the product itself the right dose, the right form, and the right quality? That's fine. That's what he's really asking. But what I need him to think of, does this matter for me? Is there data to support its use in general? How does this fit in my true holistic care plan? So he asked me this question, and I asked back, why are you bothering? Why do you need this thing? What is this for? And so his why was I started a workout. I read that these are good mm -hmm. and I want to optimize my workout. So big surprise, right? And that's how this fits all together. So I ask him back, so what's your protein goals? And instead of him going, I don't know how much protein, I, he actually knew. But the problem was he was using some ridiculous number. He was almost double what he really needs or what any piece of literature says is, is legitimate for protein. And this happens a lot for folks that are trying for that, you know, bulking up stuff. They double or triple the amount of protein that they need. And that can be a problem too. And when we actually broke it down, he wasn't even meeting those goals. <laughs> so, so he's using these, these bad goals from, from like, a, 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 a you know, like a not evidence-based source and he wasn't even hitting those. Right. And so, you know, the question is, is why amino acids, right? Amino acids are important. I don't disagree. Every single cell, the structure, the DNA enzymes, practically everything in our body now needs amino acids. <laughs> now who's got the science words. So we have 20 amino acids that are important for life. We make all of them except for nine. These are the essential amino acids and we have to eat them. We eat them in protein, pro, or put it another way, protein are amino acid chains, right? And so that's why we eat protein-rich food, so we can replenish and, and get those essential amino acids. That's why it's a vital five, is that it's, it's such a crucial nutrient that a lot of people are missing, and if you get enough, it will definitively help you be healthier. So when it comes to athleticism, though, proteins are and amino acids are important for two main reasons. So fuel and muscle protein synthesis. 
So the endurance athletes, the guys that are doing and gals that are doing the triathletes, they need fuel. And because they're using so much energy for their lengthy workouts, their muscles will start to break down because it's a huge reservoir for this fuel that they need. And they want to prevent that from happening. So they need to get that fuel back in their body as fast as possible. And then dudes like me that are just so jacked and like have these gigantic muscles, we're looking to do muscle protein synthesis, build out the, the muscles so we we need more amino acids, more protein to help bulk up. And so those are the two big reasons why people use them. But here's the thing that I want everybody to hear, especially the personal trainers that Whoa. were messaging me. Whoa. I just want to choke the snot out of you guys. We're not, we, we were very clear <laughs> with the affirmation deal. We're, we're like a half hour in and now you're no, totally these, turning on these people. No, we I'm love you. On, we love I'm, you guys. No, I'm, not about I'm turning on the practitioners. the practitioners. That's what I'm doing. That's who we're coming after. Because, because instead of just being like, yeah, that is important stuff for people to hear. They're like, we're all technically. And yeah. so what they'll say is, you know, this is the way to do the thing. You know, this is how you need to do protein. This is how you need. And despite what the popular media tells us, there is no one line answer for using proteins to optimize your workout. The data that we have shows us one thing definitively. It's highly individualized, period, period. So it's almost like with every one of these topics, the idea that a general approach that's going to that's going to be used across the board is fine as a framework. That's why we have the one, two, three vitality. Where yeah. we get lost in that is we hyper focus on one or two different angles. And why you explained the 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 equal weight of those first level ideas. If you spend too much time on any one of those, so you just want to sleep all the time. Yeah. Okay, get really great sleep. But if all you do is get really great sleep, that's awesome. Yeah. But not enough, right? And so right. think of it that way. Like, I got great sleep last night. Okay, cool. Is that going to get you to where you want to be with your goals? If you're not doing the other four, you're not addressing the other four, and all you're doing is getting good sleep and then pounding amino acids that aren't even from food, you're just chugging them down in a pre-workout, you're not going to see the results you want. And you're not building out the habits, like we've talked about, that are going to get you to the goals that you're that you're describing, which is this guy came in with the right idea. He came in and said, Neil, I'm trying to be the best me I can be. Will these amino acids help? And that's the right kind of question. And I'm really glad, honestly, yeah. that you're a place that people can land to have yeah. these discussions. If you don't exist, who is he talking to? We've talked right. about this. Where mm -hmm. does he get his information? The internet or some other dude at the gym who's like, yeah, bro, I eat like 800 million uh, grams of right. amino it's a game of telephone exactly. where the, the, the message gets changed every time. This optimization idea is really only for the elite of the elite, right? And the rest of us, the rest of us, this dude didn't have any frame different than me. We just need good habits, good behaviors, and good nutrition. Remember, when it comes to health and wellness, a B-plus is fantastic. That's what will extend your life expectancy. Getting from a B-plus to even an A-minus is a lot of work for very, very little return. And we talk about taking the inventory and being real about where we're at. And so if you're currently at a D-minus, hitting a B-plus is incredible. If right. you're at a C, hitting a B-plus is great. But if you're at a B plus and you're like, I don't know where to go from here, we can help you get yeah. to an A minus. Yeah. But but let's enjoy the fact. Let's let's in, let's appreciate the fact that you're at a B plus. That's right. a big deal. Most folks aren't. And so that's what we want to get you to. We don't want to have this unrealistic, super high expectation that I'm gonna be the most flexible, I'm gonna be the most healthy. You don't have to win this thing. It's not a contest. Right. It's how do we help you build out the patterns? And the thing that nobody wants to talk about is how 
absolutely frighteningly boring it is. I mean, it is Queen Elizabeth level boring <laughs> to have to do this stuff day in and day out. There is nothing exciting. There is nothing revolutionary. There's nothing that's going to blow your mind every time you do this. It's super boring. I packed my lunchbox. I brought my pumpkin. He's got too a good. Star Wars. I lunchbox. got my little Star Wars lunchbox. I got my little pumpkin too good. Uh, I got my little half a banana and I got my nuts. You know how I feel about those mixed nuts, Neil. And so I'm going to have that meal after we do this now. That's every day for me. So I packed it here because I knew I was going to be here. Every day I got to think and plan like that. Is it annoying? Yeah. But it is not excitement. There's nothing <laughs> exciting about, I'm not going to run to Dicings and get myself a giant Danish, which is what I want to eat right now because I'm in ex- Kingston. I want to ex- go to Dicings and eat, a, and eat a Danish, but I'm not going to do that. That's exciting for like two seconds too, and then yeah. you're depressed. And then the it. sadness <laughs> hits, and it's a different feeling entirely. So when people come to me to, to say these things and and and... Every single uh, scene from the apothecary, a scene on Reddit, is all the same thing. I'm trying to address the idea that these people are now victims yeah. of propaganda. And Absolutely. that's what I want to help out with. This person wants to mimic the elite because we're told if we don't, we're not going to succeed. Totally. We, he wants to use a shortcut because the product, the shortcut is sexy. It's appealing. I'm going to pop this space pill and the thing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then he thinks the product is actually more than what it is. And this is my other area of expertise is supplement products themselves. Not just the holistic care and how to do wellness, but the products themselves. This isn't some customized formula made just for him based on what he actually needs. This is a stupid stock formula that they make in freaking China, and it's mass-produced, and it's just a bunch of common amino acids and common numbers, right? It's not natural. It's These things are made synthetically. They are at pharmacologic doses. This is something that really needs to kind of, we need to take a minute to talk about the idea of pharmacological, right? So when people say to me, I want to take vitamin C, I say we're taking a drug, right? Because the amount of vitamin C in food is a hundred milligrams in the most concentrated thing that has vitamin C, cherries and, and, and oranges, right? You're getting only about a hundred milligrams. So when you take 500 milligrams, that is like a drug dose of that thing. Thing, right? A pharmacological dose. So when he's taking uh, synthetic amino acids in a space pill that is far more than he would get eating a piece of chicken or something protein rich, that is a pharmacological dose. You, That's not natural. They sell you on the idea that it's natural. It is not. They are giving you pseudo medications, pseudo pharmacologicals. And so that is, it's, it's something like markets tweaked out about some stuff. I, I get really tweaked out about this stuff. The idea that these are natural and they're made by some hit, crusty hippie that's got long hair and a brown smock and he's grinding these up custom for you. That's not real. It's made by pharmaceutical companies. And and, and that's where, you know, when I was talking about my pumpkin, um, I have this. Spice latte? Have, yeah, well, I got this. I got these two goods. I, I, I love uh, Greek yogurt. And so it's one of the things I go to. It's one of my go-to foods because it's a great way for me to get a quick protein. And I really enjoy it. On the top of it, it says... With verified rescue pumpkins. Now, Neil, I don't know what a rescue, rescue pumpkin. I don't know what a rescue pumpkin is, <laughs> but what I do know is that's a deliberate marketing campaign yeah. 
for hippie weirdos to look at and go, <laughs> wow, I saved a pumpkin. I don't, yeah. again, I don't know. That, I didn't know that we were saving pumpkins, to be honest. I didn't know we had to rescue them. I didn't know this was like, uh, you know, a rescue mission. I went to the shelter and I yeah, got two I got my, I adopted pumpkins. my own pumpkin, right? So I, like, are these ones that are rotting and they're taking them away? It brings I, more questions and answers. Yeah. But, but what it does do is it points to this idea of we're being marketed to, Neil. And yeah. so this is already a product I like and I'm using and I'm yeah. eating and I'm getting that amino acids like, from. Uh. And I'm like, why are you making me roll my eyes here? This is ridiculous, right? At the top of it, I, and I can show you, I got it in my thing. It says ver- verified, you know, uh, rescue pump. I'm like, So that means another guy on? looked at it Somebody and was like, yeah, was like, I'm verifying that. I need to verify that these were pumpkins that came this from the- This is a rescue yeah. pumpkin. I got it myself <laughs> off the back of the truck. Like, I don't, I don't know why they're hicks, but th- th- this is what we're trying they to get to. Like we're trying to get to this idea that you're being sold something. And so- and so we are, are we don't have a lot to sell you, honestly. We got the we got the off the record, and we oh, got yeah. a couple consultations and some stretching we're doing here. So mm-hmm. you can join us for any of those things and feel better. But what we're trying to do is cut through this nonsense that you are being fed on a regular basis that is making you less likely to be successful. So that conquering the chaos stuff—that's what this is. That's what we're doing yeah. here. They we're simplifying complex conversations yeah. into a magic pill because we heard it's good. Mm-hmm. Or the rock does it. It's not holistic. It's reductionist. And that's, I just want you to hear that. Okay. And brands friggin' love this. A brand is happy to gas you up on telling you all this fancy stuff about what it's going to do. And it's going to give you the rock hard abs, right? And 0% body fat. They're charging you big money for cheap chemicals, mm-hmm. period. All right. So, but you know, this dude has a question about amino acids. So how do I answer it? Well, I said, you know, this is a, all of the stuff is separate conversations and you know, you know, do I believe that people need amino acid supplements? Well, that's kind of a personal answer for me, but it's informed by my professional side. I don't believe that most people that use amino acid supplements actually need them. And I would almost go as far as arguing that the pre and post workout supplements are kind of unnecessary for people. Mm -hmm. But again, if you need speed, amino acid supplements make a lot of sense. The isolated aminos absorb very quickly. And if you need to replenish those, say, like, like you're doing a triathlete, triathlete competition thing. Uh, I don't even know. Do, do they run? I, I don't know. But, but you're not, though. And so, like, <laughs> let's be honest, right? Like, if this is about getting down to brass tacks. This person was not doing that. This he's person, not running a triathlon, so and he doesn't want to. What he wants the, is to just be a regular dude who yeah. looks like he's in shape and, and feels better. That's right. what he wants. Right, and most of us, like this dude, isn't yeah. working out to a point where we need that kind of level of fuel. The the, the gals, my uh, two of the three triplets are doing cross-country, so they're working out for more than an hour and a half. So I started to have to have the conversation with them. It's an hour is the is the cutoff. If you're working out for more than an hour, you can start to deplete your your reserves, yeah. so this stuff, your fuel that is kind of in your body. So you need to think about sports related nutrition. But otherwise, all you need is just good nutrition, and just and eat. you need to know that. And an important thing water. that I always go to. I, I'm not making this stuff up. The NCAA athleticism nationally, lots of experts, they don't include supplements in their nutrition guidelines before or after a workout. It's food, right? And so if you want to optimize, if you're this person, you want to do your workout, but you want to make sure that you're optimizing your thing, this is my suggestion, three points. Optimize your nutrition, get expertise in your workout regimen so you make sure that you're doing those workouts. Mark just talked about out and in, yeah. right? So there's a push and a pull. So you want to make sure that you're doing the right types of workouts for what you're trying to accomplish. But most importantly, optimize your consistency. Big time. That's that's the, I mean, if there's a tagline for this entire whole thing we're doing here, this entire wellness upside down, it's 
building patterns. We're talking about habits that you consistently do. When I talk about boring Queen Elizabeth style lifestyles, that's what we're talking about. It's going to bed early, it's getting up early, and it's getting to work. And it's planning that day so that you get ahead of it, so that you're able to tackle all of these things that you say are very important to you. If you don't build in a pattern where you're going to actually do them, they're not important to you because you're not doing them. So the only thing that's important to you is the things that you're actually doing. So if you're spending seven hours on the internet and you're not actually stretching, that's not the same thing as getting a good stretch in. It's you thinking about stretching. It's you thinking about nutrition. That's all well and good as a starting point. And it's certainly fine because you don't know where to go. That's okay. But you can't stay there. We have to build out patterns that are going to work for you. So if I say get up early and you can't get up early for whatever reason, then we'll work around that. But you have to have a plan. Planning is the key to consistency. That's a great point to take a little break. We'll come back. We'll finish with the last two myths of stretching. So here's the big question that I get all the time. It's like, what supplement should I take? And and it's either what supplement should I take to help with some health concern, like my gut or for sleep or for my joints and not the weed joint, Woodstock, like the actual joints in mm-hmm. your body. Yeah. Or what supplement should I take to be the healthiest that I can be? And my answer is always the vital five. That's where we start when we talk about supplements. The five nutrients that almost everyone would benefit from snap crackle pop (laughs) and mitch remember that mitch Mitch. Um, so these supplements are considered vital because we don't get enough from our food even if we have awesome diets Uh, they benefit multiple body systems and they have some of the largest bodies of research when it comes to supplements those vital five are omega-3 probiotics bone support supplements protein and specifically collagen i'm on a real big collagen kick lately my and protein game is huge it's on it's on point oh, i'm yeah. glad to hear that huge. and multivitamins that's the ah, five right so some people may already be on one or more of these things but oftentimes they're not the right dose or the form you know they take their fish oil but they're getting one tenth the dose and spending 20 bucks and they're, they're just not doing anything right so i ask people how does your supplement stack stack up get a no spin one-to-one supplement evaluation with the holistic pharmacist me, Dr. Neil Smoller, and in just 15 minutes, we'll create an easy-to-follow, science-backed supplement strategy that works for you. It's simple. You show us what you got. We evaluate those Vital 5 supplements against a strict set of evidence-based standards, and then you get your personalized Vital 5 checkup. Learn about my Vital 5 or schedule yourself a Vital 5 checkup at drneil.co forward slash Vital 5. drneil.co slash Vital 5. D-R- N-E-A-L dot C-O forward slash Vital5, V-I-T-A-L-F-I-V-E. Get 50% off with the coupon code podcast at drneal.co slash Vital5. All right, so let's finish this up, the myths of stretching. Myth number two, I'm physically unable to stretch, or put another way, I have to be fit in order to stretch. It's a perfect one. It's it's one of the easiest ways to not start. So one of the ways that people set themselves up to not do the thing is to say, I cannot do this because blank. So If you've seen my before pictures and we have them up, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram. I've told my story here, Mark's story. You can watch it. You can can listen to it and go off the record and get the really dirty version. What I'll say is this. 
I started this body weight work at 420 pounds. I was successful losing weight and building flexibility and stability and balance with that frame and that body. So when people say to me, Mark, I am not physically able to stretch, I have to say to them, I have anecdotal evidence to show you that that's not true. Also, I have friends who have done this work who have started at the size or started at a mobility level that you can't possibly imagine, who use these very basic thousands of year old stretches to make their body work better. And so I want to offer up for those folks that are sitting here saying, I can't do this. I don't know how to start. We can help. And so Neil referred one of his older patients to me. And I say older because she would admit she's an older patient who has issues with flexibility. She came to one of my classes and she's like, where has this been all my life? Right. (laughs) And so, and sometimes people come to class and I'm like, I don't know if you're going to like this or not. There's some weird breathing. There's some all kinds of stuff that we do to kind of hack your nervous system to help you stay in the stretches for longer. We got to the end and she was like, man, this is awesome. This is what I've been missing. I hit some areas that I didn't even know I had to hit or I felt areas that I couldn't get to with my other workouts. And that's the benefits. That's the magic of stretching. And so there is a magic pill for stretching. It's doing it. Doing it. <laughs> it's, and, and it's doing it at the level your body's going to allow. So mm-hmm. do not try to do a split like I do. Yeah. I'm going to talk you through how to get down into a position that right. you we can don't need you to do to. a split. You don't need to do a split. And a lot of the stretches that I do are for ballerinas and gymnasts. Mm-hmm. That's not where I expect you to be, nor would I teach you to do it that way. So but you've always wanted to be a ballerina. Of course so I trying. have. Of right. course yeah. I have. So every stretch even a small stretch is a stretch so you're talking about obesity because that's where you come from but you also people that have balance issues people that have weak and frail bones so what you have to you can't just do a normal stretch so this is the concept of modification can you talk about maybe a couple different modifications that somebody that's just listening to this now Mm -hmm. can incorporate right now as they're listening to this try not to take your eyes off the road if you're driving yes but but uh but if you're listening to this what can you do to modify a normal stretch so you can do it. Yeah. So any stretch that you do is going to benefit you because it's a range of motion activity. So any range of motion work that you're going to do is going to benefit your body, period. Mm -hmm. The amount of time you can spend in that stretch is going to increase based on the consistent approach, persistently doing the same exact thing. So if you're in bed and you're laying down and you lean forward with your arms towards your legs, just leaning forward, you don't have to even sit up. Just lean forward. You're going to get a little hip flexor action there. You're going to shorten that area in the hip flexor. So you're going to get that flexion that we talk about anytime we shorten a muscle, right? Just sitting up a little bit and leaning forward will do that. If you're sitting in a chair, try to lean down and get your arms and your shoulders down by your knees. That's a passive squat. And so you don't even have to be actively squatting. Just stay at the edge of your chair and lean forward. I do that all day at my desk at work. Because that is how we're going to balance out some of the sitting we do. And we haven't talked about the dangers of sitting, but sitting is one of the worst things you can do for your body. When people went home for COVID and they were at their house and they were sitting at their living room in their kitchen and and at their dining room tables with a laptop, they were like, oh, my back hurts all day. I can't understand why. Because you're sitting in like a terrible chair. It's awful, right? And so... That ergonomic stuff is important, but the way you counterbalance all of the ways in which we use our bodies during the day is these basic stretches. So if you are standing and you slightly bend your knees and you just fold forward, and I would do that around my belly. So I actually scooch my belly over anytime I'm in a stretch, even now. (laughs) I'll scooch my belly over and just lean and work around my belly. So if you have 
any issue, try to work around whatever that is. Try to be aware of what that issue is. For me, it's my belly, right? I work around it. I move it out of the way and I try to get into the position in the easiest, most accessible way possible. And I try to stay in that position and breathe. Right. That, you can do that right now. So sitting up and just pushing, you're reaching towards your toes. Anything that you can do where you notice and feel that stretch is a benefit. Right. So, you know, there's the ones I'm thinking of, like, if you're using a chair mm -hmm. to do your stretches in, yeah. there's stuff that you can do. You can do, you know, kind of like rolling your yeah. arms, right? Sure. Extending your arms and rolling. You can go across your chest yep. and kind of do that. You can go above your head and reach back. And then even with your legs up, just lifting your legs up and trying to make them as straight as possible, yeah. kind of like helping stretch. Sure. So there's a lot of different. And then so you can use your you can lay on your bed. You can yep. sit at the edge of your bed, lean back yep. and do these kinds of things. Lean so back. you can. <laughs> Also, and, and the other thing I like on the edge of a bed is just take a straight leg at the edge of the bed, leave your one foot flat on the ground, mm -hmm. and lean down that leg. So so go down as far as you can, just folding towards that leg. And if you only go an inch, mm -hmm. that's an inch more than you were before. Right. And then slowly over time, you'll notice I can get a little deeper down that leg. I can get a little deeper towards that foot. All of that is going to benefit you in ways that you can't possibly imagine. The downstream impact of that behavior is going to change your your physical movement and your physical health in such incredible ways. And we're talking about, you know, the casual stuff, the stuff that you can do from home. But if you have uh, hypotension, low blood pressure, if you have some sort of disease state that you are really worried that you could potentially fall mm -hmm. or hurt yourself, it's smart to just make a phone call to a physical therapist Absolutely. and potentially work with them um, for these kinds of things. They will do these low impact kind of modified uh, stretching to get you on that better path. And and so I, I also don't want people to hurt themselves. Oh, not at all. Uh, um, but I do believe you need to hear that everyone can and everyone should do this. And, and the, that's the other piece, Neil, is folks come and say, I have this L1, R2, 5 thing, L, uh, you know, it's all just Star Wars numbers. And, <laughs> and I appreciate the fact, that, and I'm not making light of the fact that people have injuries. Of course you do. Mm -hmm. And your body has had to work around them. As we've talked about that maladjustment that happens, your body's, if you've got a bad hip on the left side, your right hip's like, okay, I'll do all the work. And then <laughs> the impact of that is huge. And so then it's, more important than for other folks because you're so misaligned now mm -hmm. that working that alignment back to center is going to be where you're going to see that most effective benefit but you have to do it in the in a way with somebody who knows what they're doing knows what they're talking about and can help you and so when we do the stretches in my class, there are pillows, there are blocks, there are chairs. It's literally for one of the routines we do with just one legged hip action. We lay on our back for like 18 minutes and just move our leg one right. side to the other. If you can lay on your back and pick your leg up even a little, you can do that. And so I sit and watch the people in my class to make sure that they're doing it the right way and to make sure that they're safe. And they say at the end, man, that's exactly what I needed. And so that's what we're shooting for here. Not perfection. We're shooting for consistency. We're shooting for progress. We're shooting for will you do this thing on a regular basis? And if so, that can be effective for you. Um, we're, we're coming up with a, a tagline. Not Ooh. pretty, not perfect, mm -mm. just progress and consistency. You we're getting it. closer. We're, I mean, we got catchphrases galore. <laughs> I watched Love, uh, Thor Love and Thunder, and she was working on her catchphrases, Lady Thor. And so I'm trying to get our catchphrase game up here. I'm trying to Natalie Portman this thing. Lady Thor. All mm -hmm. right, the last one. I don't have time to stretch. 
I want to say that, you know, the idea that, you know, we want people to potentially think of stretching as another type of workout, focused and quote unquote lengthy, you know, depends on that time frame, but basically a regular stretching workout. Um, but Mark has this really interesting concept, stretching with a small S and stretching with a big S. So you want to talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, so small S stretching is going to be, uh, that's a, that sounded bad. Small S <laughs> stretching with a small S. It's not, it's not getting better. Stretching, Stretching, little stretching. So, so every athletic event you've ever been to every professional or high school or even younger game that you go to with kids or adults, what do they do right before Neil? Uh, eat popcorn, hot dogs, and then kiss the cheerleader, which is very American. Mm -hmm. And we stretch. So any, any sport you've ever been to, and Neil doesn't go to sports. He doesn't understand this, but I don't know what a sport is. Exactly. All of them have a stretching routine that they do. So if you're watching the pregame for NFL football, it's Sunday today, you're watching the pregame, you're going to see guys with their legs in the air. You're going to see them running and stopping. You're going to see them leaning to the side. You're going to see them trying these range of motion movements, right? And they do them kind of quick. That is sort of that small S stretching. I'm getting my body sort of warmed up. It's warm-ups is kind of how we think of that, right? That's a very specific kind of stretching. But there isn't a sport on this planet where folks don't do that stretching. So there has to be some reason. There has to be some point to that, right? So that is happening. That's its own thing. I want to separate that out, that kind of stretching, from what we're actually talking about here, which is a, a very specific science of stretching routine that's going to have time under passive tension where you're going to be loose with your muscle groups so that you can have that maximum benefit to your muscles, to your fascia, so that you're able to get that full range of motion, that flexion and extension of your muscle groups. So this is not the same thing as those NFL Sunday stretches. What it is, is a routine that you can do at your own pace, at your own time, based on your own body to get you into these passive tension stretches that allow you to really get that range of motion for two to three minutes in these positions, that really staying in them because that's how you're going to see the maximum benefit. People fly around and they want to do it quick and they want to get in and out of stuff. Stretching really isn't like that when you're talking about this deep tissue stretching, this real putting stress on our muscles in a deliberate way, the same way when you run a sprint, you're trying to really stress those muscles so that when they come back and they heal, they heal better and stronger than they did before. That's the whole idea of a workout, right? It's I'm going to stress my body in a deliberate way so that when it comes back, it comes back better, stronger, more flexible, and better than it was when I started. And so that's what that big S, that science of stretching stuff that I'm talking about is differs from that just generalized stretching stuff that happens. I stretch out every day for about five to 10 minutes, workout or not. And if I do work out, I will stretch out for an additional five or 10 minutes throughout the day just because I'm kind of old and I need it. Yeah. Um, uh, my stretching routine is hindered by uh, my puppies because as soon as I bend over to do my like leg stretches, mm -hmm. they're all up in my face. Yep. But, uh, you know, the uh, regular stretching, I know that my stretching isn't adequate either. Mm -hmm. um, I try to do something every day just so I can function, but to really like, I know that my lower back is an issue. I yeah. know that my uh, hamstrings are an issue and mm -hmm. I need to build out more on that and make it a more um, serious kind of commitment. And so here's Neil, right? Who has access to me in the same way I had access to him on the saw palmetto thing. If you've mm -hmm. been listening, right? I had access to him on how to do a medicine thing and I didn't, mm -hmm. I just did whatever I wanted. 
Neil knows I exist. And he's still trying to piece together his stretching routine. Now, this guy's genius. Mm -hmm. He's a pharmacist. Handsome. He's a holistic pharmacist. He's yeah. uglier than Steve Ferris. Yeah. And he's still I'm trying to do this, still trying to do this on his own. And so, again, this is what we come to, right? It's trial and error. I'm just going to figure it out on my own. And I'm not going to ask anybody for help. I'm not going to reach out to a guy who's certified in stretching. What I'm going to do is I'm going to make it up as I go and do an inadequate job at it. And admittedly, he's saying, I'm not very good at my stretching. And you know what, what actually happens? His lower back is taking a beating and his hamstrings are taking a beating. I have seven to eight to 20 stretches that will focus on his lower back and his hamstrings. I'm going to show him after this and do it on the record as well. Ragdoll is one of my favorites. It's going to change his life. Oh, if I show him yeah. Ragdoll, he's going to immediately feel the benefits in his lower back and hamstrings. That one stretch, which is one of my all-time faves, Ragdoll, and I'll show it to you guys and, I'll, and, I'll, and we'll do this off the record. But this is the kind of stuff where... Even when you're well-intentioned and brilliant at this and you do it for others, right? You're still going to miss out if you go about it in the way that Neil is. So I'm only calling him out because it's easy and he's in front of me. But, <laughs> but this, is, this is the prevailing thinking, right? Like I messed it up yeah. with my soft palmetto. He's messed it up with his stretching. Like we're putting chocolate in each other's peanut butter here. We're mixing these things together for a reason. They're all important. And we all make up our approach and that's what we're trying to cut through. Don't guess at this. There Don't it make it up, guys. You have resources that can help you with this. And that's why we're here. Let's cut through the chaos and get to the truth. So along with this idea, I don't have time. A lot of people will uh, say, you know, I, I don't have an official space or I don't have Love the that. gear, yeah, right? Gear. So I, ha I can't be physically active. Mm -hmm. And I always say, you know, prisoners don't have this problem. Right. So I, I tell people to work out like you're in prison and stretching is a big part of that. Huge. Is there an optimal... Uh, is there an optimal amount of time for us to spend stretching, Mark? Yes. So I always tell folks 15 minutes a day of mm -hmm. deep tissue stretching, three to four to five exercises done consistently each day or every other day even. You don't have to do them every day. But if you incorporate these deep tissue stretches, and we're going to show you a bunch of them as we continue to go here. I'm going to put videos up. We're going to do a whole thing. It's going to be available to these VIP folks who are doing the off the record. So Shout out off the record, jump on it. <laughs> You're going to want to see those results. And that only way to get there is that consistency as we've talked about. So 15 minutes a day of these stretches, finding the ones that feel awesome for your body. This is not about me telling you which stretches to do. You know your body. So Neil's already said to me, lower back and hamstrings. I can focus. And that's what I do. But the same way he asks questions when people come to me and they say, listen, I need to work X, Y, and Z. I ask a ton of questions. Tell me more about that lower back. Tell me more about those hamstrings. What's your favorite movie? What, what do you like to do on the weekends? The more questions I ask about that, the easier it is to pinpoint stretches that are going to work best for you. So what I do is I teach a whole range of stretches, hip stuff, inner thigh, outer thigh, hamstrings, lower back, upper back, shoulders, all of it. We teach all of that so that when you leave the class, which is going to be about 45 minutes three times a week, that plus the 15 minutes every other day, if you pick the stretches that you like that feel awesome for your body, those are the ones I want you to do consistently over and over and over again. And you want to meet or beat your hold time. So what I mean by that is that principle of the science of stretching means I do the stretch for the same amount of time as I did it yesterday. And if I can, maybe five to 10 seconds longer, maybe, 
or just get to the same time I did it before. So it's not intuitive. It's not like do it until I don't feel it anymore. It's a set amount of time that I do the stretches for in a consistent way. So that's how you build consistency out. I have a, I have a stopwatch that I use to keep track of how long I'm in the stretch. So this is not a made up thing. This is very specific approach too deep tissue stretching. And so if this is confusing at all, and it should be because you don't have any idea what I'm talking about, and that's okay, reach out because we're going to be here to help you with this stuff. The same way this amino acid stuff is confusing, the same way that, you, that you're worried about your workouts, we're here to break through all that. So this is a very general conversation. It's very hard to get into the specifics without getting too deep in the weeds. And Neil and I love words. And so we love weed. So we're trying our best <laughs> to get you to a place where you can hear this as a like, mm, this sounds interesting, and then do some more follow-up on your own. Reach out and we'll help. We did it, Mark. We did it. It was fun. Everybody here needs to stretch. Incorporate stretching into your daily routines. A few minutes a day, 5 to 15, Just even if you just do 5 to start out, whatever, no pressure. Take a few minutes once or twice a day to just start stretching. No matter your physical capabilities, you can stretch. Stretching is as important as any other part of the holistic care model, the wellness pyramid, especially nutrition. Stretching habits pay dividends. And so again, to reiterate off the record, second part of this episode, science of stretching. So make sure that you become an off the record premium subscriber member person. Go to wellnessupsidedown.com and click. This is fantastic you would normally have to pay mark so much like yeah. so much money he is so expensive it's a lot of money so no he's not really not he's really. actually super it's affordable actually, it's actually way more affordable than it should be. <laughs> but the yeah of course but you know if you want that deep dive you can work with mark or you can just pay the membership fee and you can uh learn the ways of the force mm. uh that does it for this week's podcast episode take a few minutes give us that five-star review share this podcast to your social feeds visit wellnessupsidedown.com for all things podcast remember being our healthiest starts with being honest about ourselves and the health and wellness industry then we have to blaze a new path marching forward one step at a time i'm dr neil smoller with mark tosico and we've got your back thanks for joining us 